powered by Clear Vision Development Group. This is Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast. Each week, we'll provide you with top business insights, fresh perspectives from world-class guests, and the tools you need to lead better than before. And now, here's your host, author and business coach, Tony Richards. Welcome, everyone. This is Tony Richards, and today on the program, I'm going to focus on five key questions you should be asking yourself, and if you have direct reports, you probably should be asking them also. And also, I'll have five great quotes to energize your week. It's all coming up on today's episode of Better Than Before, sponsored by University Subaru. University Subaru, homegrown and proud of it. There's nothing quite like the love of a good dog. At University Subaru, it seems to us they're all good. See special pet-friendly features in the new 2021 Subaru Outback and Forester. It's never been easier to hit the open road with your best friend and to keep them safe with Subaru all-wheel drive. Subaru is dog-tested and dog-approved. Love, it's what makes a Subaru a Subaru and a dog a dog. University Subaru, Columbia, homegrown and proud of it. Are you working twice as hard but enjoying fewer rewards? Maybe you're highly accomplished, but you just can't seem to break through and make the next big move. Or you run a business that has begun to grow stagnant. It doesn't have to stay that way. Even the best leaders have felt as if their careers were spiraling out of control. But that's when they had to lead and lead big. Tony Richards' new book, The Big Idea, 52 Ways to Be a Better Leader Now, will help launch you forward in leadership. Learn how to take charge and lead yourself, lead others, and lead your company. Purchase online today at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our website, clearvisiondevelopment.com. Welcome back, everyone, to Better Than Before. This is Tony Richards, your master coach. And so I've got five key questions that you can ask yourself. You can ask them to yourself in a journaling process, in a self-development exercise, in a daily exercise. You can ask them of your direct reports. I think they will work in any kind of situation like that. But they are very effective as far as self-coaching and self-development and working on yourself. And I'll have a couple of comments about each one of these also to uh, throw in for you this week. Key question number one, do you prefer being told what you're doing right rather than what you're doing wrong? And this varies among people. Some people don't want the doing right. They just want you to jump right to the doing wrong so they can correct it as soon as possible. Other people uh, might have either a more fragile ego or perhaps a more sensitive ego, and maybe you need to lead with the doing rights first and then slowly get into the doing wrongs. Or I really don't like putting it to another person as a coach. I don't like putting to them as a doing wrong as maybe improvement oriented. What are some things that we need to be aware of that we need to be improvement oriented? What can we do better? Those kinds of things. But you need to be examining both sides. So you need to be told and or 
reinforcing to yourself the things that you're doing well. As human beings, we all need that. We need to know we're making progress. We need to know we're on the right track. We need the reinforcement of the good, right? And then we also need to know what we may be missing the boat on. I mean, no leader has perfect 360 degree view of their performance. We all have blind spots. And the more feedback you're either giving yourself or getting from a trusted source helps cut down on the blind spots and it helps you see your total performance a lot more clearly. Key question number two, in what ways have you changed lately to reach your potential? So we all get in ruts. We all get stagnant. We all get into the do the same thing today that we did yesterday. And if it's working, why do I want to mess with it? If it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? You've heard all the cliches. But the thing is that the marketplace that your business is operating in is constantly changing. And you're either becoming more relevant, you're staying the same relevance, or you're becoming more and more irrelevant. And the problem is the more and more irrelevant that you're becoming in the marketplace, the more you're going toward failure. And eventually, if you continue to fail in that direction, you go out of business. And it's happened that way to so many businesses in the last 10 years. And the answer is not just, well, they didn't go on the internet fast enough. Well, that's not true. They didn't change the amount of relevancy they had to the marketplace fast enough. And so people saw more relevant options. Now, people may have seen more convenient options, and that's where the internet comes in. Or people may have seen where they would be preferable, it would be more of a preference to deal with company A over company B. But the point is, as the leader of an organization or of a division of an organization or as a department of the organization, you have to continually ask yourself, how do I need to be changing? Not reinforcing to yourself, we're doing things right. We're the greatest at all time. There, nobody would ever be able to take this from us. We're awesome. We're great. We're fantastic. No, the question is, in what ways have you changed lately to reach your full potential and your organization's full potential? So you need to constantly be adjusting and changing. The key question number three, are you leading the team or are you merely managing them? Leading is all about influence. And I take this position. A lot of people come across as if leadership is good and managing is bad. Are you a leader or are you just a manager? I take a little bit of exception to that, especially that are you just a manager part. We need managers. We need leaders. And I particularly admire those who can be both. And the way I always position it with my clients is you have a tool belt that you can use because you have a position in the company. Some of the tools on your tool belt are leadership tools. Some of the tools on your tool belt are management tools. And you have to know what to use in which situation. Now, just broadly, you typically will use leadership tools with people and you'll use management tools on things. And if you get those reversed, it's trouble. If you start trying to manage people and lead things, you're going to have a lot of frustration and a lot of trouble. You may also have frustration if you try to lead people and they don't want to go. 
listen, you know what makes me a great coach? The great people that I coach. There is no magic wand. I can't just say abracadabra and wave it over somebody and they become great. I am only as good a coach as the material I'm dealing with or the people that I'm working with. And if someone doesn't want to be coached by me, I don't try to convince them. I don't try to give them a better offer. I don't try to give them all the reasons why they should want to be coached by me. If they don't want to be coached by me, that's the answer right there. Move on. I want to work with people who want to work with me. I want to coach people who want to be coached by me. I want to take people to places they want to go and they see the value in me helping them get there. I am not going to manage them. They're not my employee. I'm going to coach them. I'm going to pull the best out of them because they will allow me to. They will give me the levity and the ability to coach them to get better at what it is they want and advance toward where they want to go. So you can lead people and you can manage people. It's better to lead them. You can lead things and you can manage things. It's better to manage things. Question number four, have you encouraged someone on your team today? Some people need more encouragement than others. And as human beings, sometimes, now very few people will own up to this, but I'm just telling you that I've witnessed a lot of people over the years. And it's a human trait. It's a faulty trait, but it is a human trait that if we know someone really craves something or they really need something from us, we tend to hold it back from them. Well, they're just too needy. They just want me to compliment them all the time. They constantly want me to encourage them. Well, okay. What's the problem with that? Maybe they have an encouragement deficit. Maybe they've had situations in their lives for a long time in which they haven't been encouraged. They haven't been complimented. I hope that when your wife needs a compliment, you don't hold it back from her just because you think she's needy. I mean, this is your life partner that actually needs something from you. You cannot argue with people over what they need. Just because you don't need something does not mean that they don't need it. And it's very difficult, I think, to argue with people over what they need. And I will tell you this, people and human beings will get their needs met one way or another. Hopefully it's in a healthy way. Sometimes they get their need met in an unhealthy way. And that's probably a good future episode for me to do. How do people get their needs met in an unhealthy way? You need to know. So I'll make a note of that and talk about that in an upcoming episode. But sometimes I'm just saying, sometimes when we know that someone needs something, we become reluctant to give it to them because we don't need it. So why should you provide it for others? Well, if you know someone needs something and they're on your team and you don't give it to them, you're cutting off your nose to spite your face. You're holding one of your team members down because you won't simply compliment them or encourage them or give them a good word. So again, the question is, have you encouraged someone on your team today? Depending on how many people you have on your team, that could be a daily activity. But why not? You're the leader. You're the keeper of the influence. You are going to get more or less performance out of them based on one simple thing, whether or not you encourage them. Don't be stubborn. Don't cut off your nose to spite your face. If they need something, provide it. Question number five. 
how much time are you spending identifying potential leaders? And you should be spending a fair amount of time doing that because number one, the labor market that we're in today, a lot of people are leaving and make no mistake about it. They're not leaving the company. They're not leaving a job. They're leaving you. And so when they get to the point where they find somebody that meets their needs, an environment that meets their needs, and they can see that they can get their needs met quicker, faster, easier somewhere else, you're toast. You're out of here. So knowing that, you probably ought to be identifying other potential leaders inside your company, inside your division, inside your department that can step in and be the next man or next woman up if one of your people decide to check out and take another job. So you need to be spending a fair amount of time thinking about identifying and evaluating people who can step in and move up when somebody else moves out. And again, these are questions you probably should be asking your direct reports. If you're two or three levels up in the organization and you've got two or three direct reports that are managing five or six people under them, they need to know the answers to these questions also. They need to know whether someone would rather be told what they're doing right instead of just what they're doing wrong. They need to know in what ways they've changed lately to convert more of their potential. You need to know if they're leading their team or if they're managing them. You need to know whether they've encouraged someone on their team today, who it was and what they said. You need to know how much time they're spending identifying potential leaders down the line. Because I promise you, as soon as you don't think something's going to happen, it's going to happen and you're going to be completely taken by surprise and taken off guard. But if you ask these questions of yourself on a daily basis and you really work at the answers and you journal the answers and you put some effort toward the answers, it's going to serve you a whole lot better than just playing it by ear, playing it by chance, going get day to day. You never know when something's going to happen. You never know what's going to happen tomorrow. Well, maybe so, but you can prepare for tomorrow. And as Mike Tyson said, everybody's got a plan until they get hit in the face. Well, who knows what you're going to get hit in the face with tomorrow. So some of these questions are just designed to help with that. I've got some quotes coming up for you next, and I'll have some comments about that too. Stand by. That's coming up next on Better Than Before. There's nothing quite like the love of a good dog. At University Subaru, it seems to us they're all good. See special pet-friendly features in the new 2021 Subaru Outback and Forester. It's never been easier to hit the open road with your best friend and to keep them safe with Subaru all-wheel drive. Subaru is dog-tested and dog-approved. Love, it's what makes a Subaru a Subaru and a dog a dog. University Subaru, Columbia, homegrown and proud of it. Receive weekly coaching tips from Tony Richards, delivered straight to your inbox. Whether you're a CEO or an entrepreneur, Tony can help you reach your goals and give you a competitive edge within your industry. Tony's Monday Morning Coaching Memo covers topics ranging from leadership development to teamwork to company culture and more. Text the word leadership to 38470 to sign up for Tony's Monday Morning Coaching Memo or sign up online at clearvisiondevelopment.com. Well, 
Welcome back to Better Than Before. This is Tony Richards. I'm doing the whole show today, providing you with some key questions. And now I'm going to provide you with some quotes to energize your week. I'll have a guest coming up next week and the week after. we got some great guests coming up. Patricia Strakova is going to be coming up with us. And she deals in the subject of vibration and how vibration can affect your leadership and your health and your overall physical well-being. She's an expert in that field, and she's got some great things to share with us. Rick Sinclair, who is an old friend of mine from the media business, Rick was on my team for a lot of years. He was one of my most trusted regional leaders, and we got some great old stories to tell, and that should be a nice episode of just two old friends sharing some memories. That's coming up. Also, Maria Brito is coming up on the show, and she's all about creativity and inspiration and how to leverage your creativity to push your brand out into the marketplace and how to experience success with your creativity. Three or four really good guests coming up in the next couple of weeks, so be looking forward to that. Here's five great quotes for you. Number one, with the new day comes new strength and new thoughts, Eleanor Roosevelt. Number two, Know what you want, work to get it, then value it once you have it. Nora Roberts. Quote number three, amazing how we can light tomorrow with today. Elizabeth Barrett Browning. And quote number four, I paint not by sight, but by faith. Faith gives you sight. Amos Ferguson. And our fifth quote today that should energize your week. It's not always what we need to do more, but rather that we need to focus on less. There's some wisdom there. That's Nathan W. Morris. And those are five quotes that can energize your week. That's our show today. Better Than Before is sponsored by University Subaru. University Subaru, homegrown and proud of it. You know, I'm not going to lie. You can probably tell that I'm a little draggy today, and I'm just getting my strength back. I had a terrible, terrible stomach virus over the last week to 10 days. I got a lot of emails. I got a lot of social media posts of people who they posted scriptures. They posted encouragement. They posted get well wishes and blessings. And man, I can't tell you. I think I had like a hundred, 200 and something posts on my Facebook page. And that stuff just serves as great encouragement and helped me sort of get through it. I, I was in bed for two or three days. I didn't get out of bed. I didn't, as my grandpa would say, I didn't hit a lick at a snake there for a couple of days. And they tell me that that's the best way to heal up. Some of us have a hard time with just doing nothing and just trying to rest and relax and let our body heal. And I'll tell you, it's a struggle for me too, but I managed to do it and I'm getting my strength back. I'm getting my energy back, which is good. I need to travel this week and get back to helping my clients. But if you posted something, if you sent a message Obviously, uh, it's difficult to respond to three or 400 messages or posts or whatever, but just know how much I really appreciate you thinking of me and wishing me well and good thoughts to get better. Thank you so much. You can follow me on Twitter at Tony Richards 4. You can join my free Facebook page, Tony Richards Speaker, Author, Coach. All you have to do is hit the like button. And as always, Special thanks goes to our producer, Tessa Hall, who puts our show together every single week. And until we visit again next week with another episode of Better Than Before, I'm Tony Richards reminding you always that everything gets better when you get better. 
for listening to Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast powered by Clear Vision Development Group. For more resources from Tony, visit clearvisiondevelopment.com. Join us next time for another episode of Better Than Before with Tony Richards. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.